Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Influence. I'm your host, Adam Connor. Generally speaking on this show, when I talk about building or fostering community, typically that's in the context of brands who are leveraging the voices of their consumers or their fans or their followers in order to appear more authentic in their messaging. And today we certainly touch on that, but community runs a lot more deeply when it comes to the brand and the industry that we'll be talking about. First off, if you're new to this show, welcome to this community. It's a show about how some of the most interesting brands out there are mobilizing their masses to become more authentic in their marketing strategies. And today is no different. We are on with Jason White. Now, Jason White has just completed his first week as CMO of a company called Curaleaf. And that's in the cannabis industry, which is an industry that we have never covered before on this podcast. It's also the first opportunity for this show to do a live in-person recording in Baltimore, which is where I'm from. And in fact, that's part of why I knew that community was much more deeply intertwined in the brand than just leveraging the voices of some consumers. I wasn't in Baltimore to meet Jason just because our travels happened to overlap. Jason was already there planning an expungement clinic. In fact, he was doing it that day. This was this past Friday when we recorded an expungement clinic for those in the city who had been negatively impacted by marijuana convictions on their record. You see, Maryland was one of the first states on the East Coast to legalize marijuana for medicinal purposes. And it was the first state on the East Coast that Cureleaf came to market in. And so Jason has a lot of work to do, not only when it comes to proliferating a brand, but when it comes to improving people's lives. Of course, while the marijuana industry commercially is relatively new, marijuana has been present for a long, long time. And so there's a bit of groundwork to be done before contributing to people's lives positively without first addressing and relieving the past negatives. So when we talk in this show about community, it's about improving lives just as much as it is about amplifying voice. And you'll hear this towards the beginning of the episode especially, but it's been interesting on this show to see how purpose has intertwined with business. And for Jason and for Curaleaf, I think those are a lot more deeply intertwined right at the beginning, at a foundation, rather than as a secondary but important vision. He's also just really eloquent and a strong speaker on this, so I was excited to talk to him. He's got an extremely impressive background between being global head of marketing for Beats by Dre and leading global advertising efforts here and abroad. I just think there's a lot more to being authentic in that word than just using consumer voice, although that's important. And Jason and the mission of Cureleaf encapsulates that nicely. So I'm going to back off. I'm going to let you hear him explain that to you, and then I'll be back at the end with how you can stay in touch with us. But for now, please enjoy my live and in-person conversation from this past Friday in Baltimore with Cureleaf's new CMO, Jason White. All right, everybody, I'm here with Jason White from Cureleaf. Jason, thanks so much for, for being here in Baltimore. Thank you for having us and having me, and excited to be here. Nice to have a little chat by the water. Yeah, right. So we're, uh, for listeners who, uh, you know, otherwise this would be bad radio, we're here in Baltimore where I am from. This is the first podcast I've done here. Uh, but Jason is not here in Baltimore just to see me. He's got a lot more stuff going on uh, with uh, Cureleaf and specifically in building better relationships with folks who Cureleaf can benefit. And that's what we'll get into as part of this conversation. The first thing I want to get into, though, is your journey just to get to this point from sure. from soap to beats to select now i'd just love to know that was the greatest synopsis i've ever heard <laughs> okay great that'll be the headline um i would go soap to swoosh to be to select soap to swoosh. To now. right of course what is uh what was it about cannabis as an industry that pulled you away from some 
pretty impressive, huge legacy names. It was really the 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 combination of two things. It was the wide open space of an industry that was just you know giving birth to you know what what it's going to be in the world, and and you you know you knew it was going to be a brand driven space eventually. You knew it was a space where there was a ton of room for marketing and ton of room for brand building, but at the same time, it was a space that you cannot separate what you do as a brand with what your purpose is and what you need to do for the community because this is an industry that's built on the backs of people that are sitting in prison, that are disenfranchised. And I, I, I've i always wanted to figure out how to do profession and purpose together and this was staring me in the face. A bunch of people I talk to offer that purpose up, but admittedly it is a rather secondary um focus for a lot of folks people come into a brand and they say oh well, we really want to have a have a purpose and care about communities too it's interesting to think about this industry which as you've noted just now is its very foundation is based upon people who 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 need education who need help the purpose is almost there before the business is in fact i would argue that the purpose and the it was there probably years and years and years before again, yeah. part of the reason why you're here today and and i think what you're seeing right now in this industry is the purpose has to come first because it's now in legislation. Right. <laughs> you know, the, the states are not even allowing legalization until we sort out the purpose side of the conversation. Yep. So I want to talk briefly about the industry first, and then we'll talk about some of the things you're doing with the community. Sure. So uh, the industry, obviously, basically brand new. I was just speaking shortly before this about how uh, it, it seemed like weed was just presented to the country. Everybody said no. And then CBD was like, oh, how about this? And everybody said fine. And all, <laughs> all of a right, sudden we'll it was in every 7-Eleven or ever. <laughs> yeah. And uh, basically it has exploded overnight. And I want to know as part of the front edge of that, what is brand new about the industry that you haven't experienced elsewhere? And perhaps maybe unintuitively, what about those other legacy industries has stayed as a part of building a brand in a whole new thing? Uh, okay. It's a big question. I, yeah. You can unpack it a little bit. Yeah. I think that what's brand new about this industry is, you know, in baseball, when they talk about a five-tool player, they yep. say he can hit, bat, throw, I forget the other two. But, but there's field, probably. Field, thank yeah. you. This is a five-tool player game because you have to work with legislation. You have to work with compliance. You have to, there's a whole agricultural side to this business, right? Then you have to understand global business because guess what? The U.S. is not the U.S. The U.S. is a 50 different countries with different products, different agriculture, different offerings, different rules, different consumers, right? And and completely different states of development. Like East Coast is nowhere near West Coast when you start looking at like maturity of the market. So it is literally, you know, a five tool player. It's the best analogy, analogy I can think of kind of industry. And, you know, I always say that for me, the, the success that the the one year of success that we've seen or that that I've at least started to feel a little bit personally is because of I've lived in a lot of different industries you know like I think about China where you what I learned in China was just like 
the 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 power of relationship building and the and the and the thick skin to just stay in it you know to work all night and stay in it and you know that's a lot of the old school side of this industry it's the folks who have known each other forever the growers it's the people that built this industry right it's all relationship based the code is very much like what i worked with in china and understanding like how to move things around who knows who what's what right then you have you know the work that i did in my career with procter and gamble you know working at sachi and sachi like that was hardcore packaged goods marketing and the the this industry is going towards packaged goods marketing that is you see everyone from png coming you see all these people coming in um, like that's where this industry is going. So to have a comfort and a level of understanding of that aspect of the industry is really, really important as well. Then you look at, you know, this is a business that completely aligns to pop culture, you know, like weeds everywhere. It's in music, it's in sport, wink, wink, like, yeah. believe it or not, no, you know, like, and you know, my days on Nike, my days at beats, like it's, I, I pull from every single one of the things I've done every single day. And I love it. <laughs> yeah, well, I bet. I, I bet it's um, must be must be amazing to uh, have the opportunity to come into this industry, of course, but to serve as a as a leader of it as well. And now officially being CMO of Cureleaf means that your job just got a lot broader in terms of, of what you're doing. What, what are you most excited about going forward in the new post? Uh, you know, I, I think I'm most excited about. It's a it's an incredibly well-run organization with a real commitment to great products. It's a real commitment to great products. It's a commitment to understanding the science. It's a commitment to doing things the right way. And the platform is so, so big. So I think when you when you add all of that up and you know, you take the leadership team that they've now built, which I'm really excited about, like real world-class leaders. I think it just feels like there was nothing but potential, you know, like we just had a board meeting yesterday and I walked out of that board meeting thinking there's nothing we can't do, you know, and there is so much good we're going to do for the world and for this industry. And like, we're going to define where this thing goes. And, and, you know, we talked about things like social equity. We talked about things like doing the right thing. We talked about things like making great products. We talked about focusing on execution. We talked about things that, like you you hope your company is thinking about and talking about you know right exactly i want to talk about everything that's going to push the business forward in a second i want to start with the good and that being part of the purpose and, and the reason that you're here today to talk about community for a moment before even getting to their experiences with cure leaf either now or in the future i want to know some of the ways that you are putting boots on the ground to help spread education to help right wrongs of the past and sure. not only helping people along the path to doing things perhaps legally or in a medicinal way, but also to, to make sure that they can do things otherwise in life that they couldn't do. And right. I'm, I'm pretty heavily hinting at what you're doing today with around expungement, <laughs> but I, I want to know what else is going on there because it's got to be a lot. Well, I, I want to go back to something you said when we first started. Okay. And, and what you said was a lot of folks have talked about purpose, and um, but for many of them it's fallen secondarily. Yeah. And... You know, we hired Carrie Twig the second month I was at Cureleaf, or I was at Cura, which was then bought by Cureleaf, right. the select brand. Yep. We hired Carrie Twig, who worked for Obama, who President Obama, who worked for um, Senator Biden. Like she came on board to help us build the possible plan, which is our five hundred one c three. She came on board my second month of work to start building this thing. It has never been secondary to us. It has been 
primary to us. It right. has been something that we have said from the beginning, if we're going to exist in this space, then, then, then social equity is going to exist in this space with us. And that's why I love um, what we've done with Possible Plan. We are just getting started. Um, you know, we, we've, we've really just scratched the surface, but um, we are focused on, on the 100,000 on foot level. What we're trying to do is um, change the narrative. That's, that's, it's that simple. You know, when you think about cannabis and you think about the damage that has been done because of the war on drugs, when you think about a hundred year history of prohibition, um, there's been just a tremendous amount of damage and we want to change that narrative. We want to talk about how people's lives changed for the good. We want to talk about, and we want to be able to tell stories, how it created wealth, how, you know, we, we changed communities moving forward and possible plan specifically starts at, you know, righting the wrongs. We start in equitable access. We start in reparatory justice because we got to fix a lot of things, but there's a whole, ecosystem of people that are doing at the brand level like viola at the kind of um a business model level fourth movement uh kareem webb to the inclusion level like can inclusive mary Pryor, like like everyone is trying to push this industry towards the same space and we're all kind of like picking up a rope and pulling you know what i mean yep. and, and, but but we're all heading to the same space right so then I to to ask more deeply about today specifically because I knew that's why why you were here. You uh -huh. you're about to go into a clinic where you're going to help countless folks figure out how to get uh, crimes related to marijuana expunged from their record. Yeah, um, you are providing resources in order for them to get there. You're providing provisions for when they are there. Um, to talk about the blending of the purpose and the business. How are you hoping that that relates to what you guys are doing on the other side commercially? Sure. Well, I think the best example I can give you is the first time we came to Maryland. You know, we the look, first uh, East Coast state, by yes. the way. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So the, very cool, by the way. Good plug. Uh, that was that was this was our first state, and and you know, since the second we touched down in Maryland, it, it's like felt like home partly because our PR director oh, is from here which is right. amazing right of course I went to school at Georgetown so I'm, I was oh, down okay. the road um but it just felt right you yeah. know it really really felt right and you know the first time we came here which is why I'm so glad we're back because the first time we came here we we kind of did a three-part kind of mission here day one we came here and we tried to speak to as much as many press as we could and just explain why we were here mm -hmm. right the second day we were here um, we brought together community leaders. We, we did a, a, a step one of expungement, which was just provide a resource center so people could learn like what is required. What do I have to do to expunge, right? Yeah. But we didn't actually expunge that day. No. Um, and that was, to be very transparent, that was kind of an adjustment on the fly. We realized you know, it was a little more difficult than we had hoped. So, but, but we committed to coming back. And that's why I'm so glad we're here because that was barely six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, I don't even know. But, you know, on that second day, once we said, oh, you know, this is going to take a little more work, we said, we're going to come back. And that night, we got a lot of leaders together uh, from the community, and we just talked. And we talked about what are the problems here, how can we help, what's going on with expungement, what's going on with cannabis, what's going on with legislation. Got a lot of great feedback. And then the next day, we actually sold our product for the first time. So that was the third thing we did. We didn't come here just to open doors. We came here to build relationships and, like, put the brand on the ground right and it was a really really successful effort and you know we all looked at each other and and, and we knew at select like 
we got to come back here because we said we're coming back here and well, we're back. And today's the day we're really going to do expungement. We're excited. We've got, you know, incredible lawyers who have given their time to do this for free. Um, you know, we're funding a lot of the other efforts that are needed to get this done today. And and we're committed to Maryland. We're committed to being here. And this is something that we're going to do in other places. We've already done one in Portland. We've got three more coming in Portland. Um, and we're just we're just committed to it. So it sounds like you're obviously using all of those tenets that you learned from past 10 years, but also making good on these promises and building these relationships and building up these communities. And it's excellent to see you doing it in the state of Maryland. And I look forward to seeing what you're doing all across the East Coast. It's with that in mind that I'm curious now, as the person who has to lead Cureleaf across the country, as the you said before. We are global. Well, across Think the global. globe. Okay. All right. Across <laughs> the globe. Apologies. I'll focus on the U.S. first, though, because the U.S. is, uh, as you said, a country of 50 countries when yeah. it comes to the different regulations and laws and everything. Yeah. So how are you gluing all that together into one cohesive message that you're presenting? Or, or, or are you? Is it yeah. necessary to do yeah. that yet? You know, it, it doesn't exist yet. And I think that's the that's the opportunity we have. There's not another platform that has. But when all of our acquisitions are done this year, we will be in 22 states. We will have 131 retail stores. We will be a national network. And um, there, no one else will, will be near that size. Mm. And, you know, when I think about that, people ask the questions like, well, are you guys big cannabis and all that? And, you know, I have a hypothesis that big cannabis is not a bad thing. Like, Big cannabis can be good cannabis, and good good cannabis can be good business. And I think there is something to say for having consistency. There is something to say for with when we have a plant that the entire world is still learning about. When consumers are not sure when they walk in the store, like what to ask for, what to try, what's going to help, what's not. You know, we are becoming that source where you can go in and, and you can ask any question. There are no stupid questions and you can get a consistent answer, consistent training, consistent feel. There's a reason why people like Starbucks. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's really good coffee anywhere you go in the world. You know, yep. um, it's an experience that you recognize. So um, we've spent a lot of time studying models and. Um, you know, I always say this is the first 21st century industry, so let's not make mistakes in the 20th century industry. Let's just like borrow from the things we liked. Uh -huh. And we're looking at a lot of different business models and we're saying, okay, well, that worked. That little bit of Apple, that worked. And then yep. that little bit of Whole Foods, that worked. That little bit of, um, you know, Starbucks, that worked. Yep. And, and we're building what we think is right for this consumer, for this plant, for this economy. And, you know, that's why I believe big cannabis can be good cannabis because we're really, really thinking about it. Yep. And so for now, though, big cannabis being broken up into by the end of this year, 22 perhaps small cannabises. Is it cannabises or cannabis? Can, let's go with cannabis. Cannabis. No idea. Right, right. We got 22 <laughs> cannabis. Now, regardless of how many cannabis there are, it requires you for now to, to differentiate the conversations you have with people. What you can do in Maryland is very different from what you can do in L.A. Tremendously. And so I'm curious what then folks who are consumers of Cure Leafs products today, how you are encouraging them to share their experiences, whether it's the benefits of medicine or if they're doing something not necessarily medicinally, how do you take advantage of both sides to grow the business? Well, I, you know, I'm actually, you know, one of the reasons why I'm so excited about the acquisition of Select by Cureleaf is because, you know, consumers have a tremendous amount of varying need states. And, you know, we have a brand in Select that is a West Coast adult use lifestyle heritage. And then we have a brand that is called Cureleaf, which is 
East Coast retail, very vertical, you know, um, um, a, a, a medical life, I'm sorry, health and wellness background. And that allows us to have an offering for almost every type of consumer. You know, that allows us to go market by market and address like, what does this consumer need? What's the product that's going to make their life better? Yep. And so then when you do tap into these sort of stories and figuring out what makes lives better, how are you then amplifying that? I think we all wish there well, were me, 50 give you, CBD give you, grandmas all over the place. Yeah, but, but let uh, me give you a great example. You know, like we're, there's, there's a, a product coming to market that, um, we're starting to see on the West Coast called nanotechnology. Okay. Nanotechnology is essentially fast acting, right? And think about all the different ways fast acting could change someone's life. If I am a, a, a health and wellness patient, fast acting means like if I'm in pain, like you just made that less painful more quickly for me. You just made my life so much better. When they talk about like chronic pain, acute pain, mm -hmm. like saving that 40 minutes in, 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 in efficacy is life changing. Yeah. Right. Now let's take the way other extreme. Let's go to Coachella. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Want to pop a gummy? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what time's the show starting? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yes. that's the extreme of how consumers use cannabis. And yeah. that's why when we think about, innovation that's why when we think about new benefits and new products we think through the lens of both of our brands and we think about all of the need states that these consumers have in all these different markets well when i think about nanotechnology or fast acting i think of just your typical analgesics out there today and i would much rather go for a, a liquid gel of something than a tablet and have to wait As a matter of fact that's what i reach for almost every single time so Absolutely. that's a cool that's a cool innovation and and when you start really looking down the road of cannabinoid technology i mean there's so much that this plant's going to do for people and the more we learn about how to isolate how to make it work faster how to make it work stronger like like it it's, it's like watching the future, man. It's it's amazing. Let's talk about the future for a second because you've been around this town now for about a year and you got to look out much further than that, I'm sure, at least as I'm sure the board meeting you had yesterday will, yeah. uh, will attest to. Yeah, you caught me at the right time. Post-board yeah. meeting, yeah, post-flight. Like, my inspired. brain is flying right, yeah, right? Okay, well, let's have some of that inspire here on the tape. I mean, what, what what's the vision for, for five, ten years from now? I mean, this year, all right, 22, 22 states. Obviously, it's come, that's got to come to 50 at some point. Yes, it will. Five ten year horizon. What do you see for the? Well, let's start curiously. I mean, maybe the industry, but curiously. I I think about the if if you go back to thinking about need states and you go back to think about formats and function and all those things, right? Let Let's blow that so far out. I think about things like what are athletes gonna do with cannabis five ten years from now? You know, mm. and you think about every stage of being an athlete from preparation to performance to recovery, like. There's a whole world I've lived in for a very long time, right? Through doing it through music and shoes and other things that yep. like, now we have, we have a whole world that can apply, you know, a, a, a new efficacy, you know, to it. Um, I think, you know, when you think about how, how much the plant is going to be accepted culturally, how much it's going to be a part of people's lives that, you know, to think about the accessorizing, think about just all the seamless ways it's going to make your life better, right? And that's just on the consumer product side, right? Go to the other side and think about how many people of color are going to be millionaires. <laughs> think about how many people we're going to change their entire economic future of generation after generation. That's the opportunity we have in front of us. And that's the part we can't get wrong. Right.
It's powerful words. I, I'm glad. I'm glad you had those meetings. I'm glad you came through on the plane. That was truly that was striking. Um, so then let me let me close with this. It's some, it's it's more advice for on, on a personal nature for folks that listen to this show and they're building brands all over the place. Not necessarily in cannabis, but either by themselves or in a group are looking to just build a brand that is perhaps infused with more purpose, maybe foundationally, but generally just trying to build a better, more direct, or at least more wholesome relationship with their consumer. Now you have done this with brands all over the place. You have global experience and now running Cureleaf on a global scale. You know how to do this from the ground up, building communities. You've entwined passion and purpose with the business in what you're doing now. What advice would you give to people who would emulate that journey or would hope to take the steps that you've taken at some point in the future? You know, it's funny. I've answered this question before and I wish I had a better answer to kind of like keep it fresh, keep it interesting. But honestly... There is no roadmap whatsoever. You have to listen to your gut and you have to try to be just like your most authentic self. I, th- the last 12 months for me, coming out of five years in a very, very competitive space and a space that um, you know had so many like, like just legendary leaders, you know, like Jimmy, Dre, Luke Wood, Tim Cook, like, you know, like crazy legendary leaders, you know, for me, coming into this space and trying to figure out how to be successful and 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 really how to how to make all of this work the only thing i could come up with was i got to listen to myself and everything i do has to be about leadership everything i do has to be like is this the right decision to drive great leadership and that so far has not led me too far astray from getting us to the right place and getting us to the right decisions and getting us to the right reasons why i think i'm i'm blessed to have a badass team and you know when you start thinking through the lens of leadership all of a sudden you kind of just learn how to like get out of the way and just and just sprinkle guidance where you can and when you give that guidance that's when you you just listen to your gut and be your authentic self because you know at some point you just got to win or lose on your own call right well i'm glad you're doing what you're doing and though you are blessed to have the team i think the broader team that being the community or the 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 world now is probably blessed to have folks like you who are bringing this to the to the forefront and are doing this with with passion intertwined uh, with purpose with that business and uh, building up these communities from the top. I'm glad I was able to talk to you here in Baltimore where you're living that you are walking the talk. I appreciate it. And for the you know the brief time we've had together here today, it's been great to learn yeah, it's more. Pleasure, real and, pleasure. Uh, and hear advice from you. So thanks for coming on the show. All right, and welcome home. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much to Jason White from Cureleaf for joining the show today. This is a brand new, interesting industry, and I know that you have a heck of a lot going on, but to me, it was clear as day that you are just as much concerned with community as you are with the commercial side of things. So thank you, and I can't wait to see where things progress for you. If you like this show, here's what you can do. All right, LinkedIn, big deal. Everybody's on there. I'm on there, Adam Connor. You can connect with me personally, but... We also have a showcase page where this show lives. It's called Authentic Influence Podcast. That's the name of the page. Go give that a follow. It's where we're going to put every new episode. It's where we're going to put every clip from the show that we decide to post. It's where we're going to have other information about the show, too, in due time. We're putting together some live events and other things. So just bear in mind that if you follow that page, you'll get a lot more than just my voice two times a week. You can also stay subscribed wherever you listen within your podcast directories, leave ratings and reviews. That's all great too. But get in touch with me. If you really want to improve the show and you want to hear something specifically or you want to hear something less, just write me. That's the best way to do it. 
If you don't, that's okay, because I'll be back again in a few days. You already know the deal, with another fantastic story about a brand who is mobilizing its masses, who is building community in all senses of the word to become more authentic in its marketing and messaging. And until then, for Authentic Influence, I've been your host, Adam Connor, and you'll hear from me again next time.